0: In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. Comfort is an interesting word in Northeast Ohio as we go through the aftermath of the Jets game and look forward to the Steelers game on Thursday night because I don't think anybody's feeling too comfortable right now. The players, the fans, management, everybody. When it's concerning your Cleveland Browns after a horrific thirty-one to thirty loss where they melted down in the final two minutes. My name is Andy Baskin. His is Daryl Ryder. Daryl, Daryl, you were in Berea for most of the day. I was listening to fans for most of the day. Uh, give me your reflection of the day after.
1: Uh, I will probably say my day probably went better than yours. Uh. <laughs>
0: And some me. tweets to you if you want to see. I, I got one in particular. I'll read it to you a little bit later in the show because I would never waste my time uh, doing this on the air. But since it's a podcast and we like to give people behind the scenes looks, uh, and, I'll, read it. I'll read it on and, the podcast. And we are
1: going to get into Twitter beefs later in the podcast too. Oh, uh, then
0: I'll hold it for that. I will hold it for that.
1: Denzel Ward had to set someone uh, <laughs> had to set someone straight on Twitter. But yeah, I mean, look, uh, the uh, it was a Zoom day for us. Um, Browns did a walkthrough today. Uh, or Monday, I should say, depending when you're uh, listening to this podcast. Um, and the mood is exactly what you'd expect to be. It is one of frustration. It is one of disappointment. It is one of doing everything and anything not to assign any blame or point any fingers. Everyone's trying to speak in, in generalities uh, with what happened in the, uh, I guess, twice in a two-decade meltdown for the Cleveland Browns since they are the uh, as we talked about on the last podcast uh, they are the uh, the last team to do this uh, most recently and that was back in 2001 uh, week nine in Chicago so yeah t- a tough day uh, let's get right into it with uh, some uh, post sleep on it reaction starting with uh, Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski
2: yeah I mean they all sting uh not it's not fun, you know. So we're, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a challenge in, in this in this business. You, you know where you stand. It's the beauty of this business. It's it's very black and white. It's win and loss. Um, but they're hard. They're they're hard. Uh, they hurt. And I think it's just so important because of that. Uh, you got to real fast uh, turn the page. Uh, doesn't mean you don't own it. Doesn't mean you don't make corrections. But you better turn the page.
1: And, you know, that's what the Browns are going to attempt to do this week, Andy. Uh, and it's almost a blessing that they play Thursday night.
0: Daryl, I- am I hearing Kevin Shermer or Pat Stefanski?
1: Because they sound um,
0: exactly the same.
1: Well, uh, let's, let, let's see here. Uh, I'm here's asking
0: one. you. I mean, look, I like Kevin. I think Kevin's – and by the way, I thought Pat was a good coach too. But I just feel like when I listen to these press conferences, I've just gone back in time.
1: Yeah, I know. And uh, so here's Am I something. wrong? Am I alone in No, game? are you're 100% okay, okay. right. You're 100% right. We're in agreement. Um, and uh, more evidence in the form of Kev.
2: Obviously, that's a tough one, tough pill to swallow yesterday with that game. Uh, the, the frustration uh, is very, very real when you have a game that you feel like you can close out, and we didn't. So that's that's the frustration, and that's the disappointment.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I, and, you can just his, hear it in his voice. Yeah. They just sound, I don't know if it's media training or what, but they just kind of, they, I, it's like, I close my eyes and I hear the same guy twice. I do like both coaches. <laughs> I just don't, I mean, okay, yeah. I get it. We, we fought our fannies off, right? Isn't that the famous line? I mean, yeah. it's like, it, it feels the same. I, 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 don't know. give me more aftermath from there because it doesn't, they, I mean, obviously you're a head coach and you cannot sound like the fans or you're not in control, but man, I got to tell you, the fans were on him hard on the radio, hard. And he wasn't the only one
1: as was I.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is true. Yeah. I did say on the radio. So you're a part of that.
1: <laughs> and this podcast Um Denzel Ward uh, at the center of uh, some of the consternation of what took place Sunday afternoon at first energy stadium. I am not, a a football coach. I'm not in the room. Um, I I don't know what defensive assignments are, so I will not be pointing fingers at anyone specifically because quite frankly, I don't think it's fair. Um, He obviously, because he's in the secondary, uh, I I feel like it's some of the blame as does Grant Delpit, who we're going to hear from in this podcast as well. Um, that whole secondary, I, I think, uh, you know, deserves blame. I don't know what the responsibilities are. They were reluctant to discuss that. But uh, here, here's Denzel in re, uh, regards to uh, the mood the okay. day after. Guys should be frustrated. I mean, it was it's a tough loss. I mean, we're in position to win the game, and we just got to find a way to finish and play a full 60-minute game. So uh, just got to use that as fire and uh, come back, uh, focus this next week, fix those corrections, and uh, try to find a way to get a win.
0: Darrell, I I think part of this is, is that, you know, like I heard a phone call today from a guy who said, I played high school football, I play touch football now. And when it comes to the defense and what happened at the end of the game, I think anyone that's ever stepped on a field and has played defense, especially on the secondary, there's a high school kid sitting in the room while I'm here, I'm going to ask him the question (laughs) and see if he answers the question from the distance. If you're a defensive back, what's the number one rule? He said, don't let anybody behind you. 100%. How about that?
1: You know, and and this is – I wrote this too um, Monday afternoon. The frustrating part of everything – Wait, he's
0: also saying make sure you know the coverage too. Okay, go ahead. Never mind. Sorry. Um,
1: This – Kevin – this is what I wrote. Kevin Stefanski, his staff, and the Browns failed at basic football stuff. It takes zero (laughs) coaching acumen to understand – and that ultimately led to another what the hell just happened moment in Brown's history. Um, I my litmus test, Andy, is always if Daryl knows, you should definitely know. And so that uh, is fair a, enough. I agree that, with that. that. That is a pretty low bar. Like that is the lowest rung on that ladder bar. Okay. So I know that when you have the football and you are leading and driving on an opponent the last thing you do is run a play near the boundary where you could get knocked out of bounds. You need to remain in bounds and keep the clock moving and, or force your opponents to use their timeouts. Okay. Rule number one violated by Kareem hunt, not intentionally, uh, but just uh, again, just things that shouldn't happen. Right. Conversely, defensively, You know, we're all caught up in those blown coverage plays, and I get it because touchdowns were scored on those and ultimately led to them losing the game. But in between those, especially on that final drive, another rule in the final two minutes is you protect the boundaries at all costs. You do not allow your opponent to get out of bounds under any circumstances, especially – when they have no timeouts, you want to keep that clock moving. Hey, give them that it's the old prevent defense, right? We'll give you those five and 10 yard dink and dunks, but your butt is going to get tackled in bounds and that clock is going to keep moving. And you're going to have to scramble to the line and either kill the clock or run a play. And on three separate occasions, the final drive, guess what the Browns did either shoved them out of bounds or allowed the jets to walk out of bounds to stop the clock. So, again, little attention to detail points that all conspire to, you know, that type of collapse. And it leads to responses like this from safety Grant Delpit.
0: I'm not going to play the bland game with my teammates, so I'm just leaving that. It it's
1: a communication error. And by the way. Huh? By the way. Yeah. Sound bite of the I think this is going to become a, a thing on the podcast here, Andy. Okay. Our uh, our cut of the day, our bite of the day, our comment of the day, whatever. Communication error. <laughs>
0: Communication error.
1: Hey, Grant Delpit, do you prefer uh, ketchup or mustard on your hot dog?
0: Communication error. Uh,
1: Grant Delpit, do you prefer uh, the brown tops, white bottoms, all white, or white and brown bottoms. Communication error. Hey, uh, Grant, your thoughts on Brownie the Elf at the 50? I'm not going to play the
0: communication error. <laughs> he got me there for a second.
1: <laughs> I hit the wrong button.
0: <laughs> oh, that's okay. It sounded, I, I was like, oh, he started down another road, and he's like, No, nah, communication error. Uh, we played a little game at the end of the show today that was, uh, it was funny. They were like, you know, because everyone's like blaming everybody, and so we went around the room and we all said why it was our fault that the Browns lost. Um, I, you know, it was my fault because uh, when Ken Carmen walked away from the pregame show, uh, Tyvis Paul, who sits two seats away from me was still sitting two seats away. And it's my fault. The Browns lost because I didn't tell Tyvis to scoot over. So we would look like we were friends. So, I gotta tell you a bad job out of me as someone else would say uh, but I will tell you this that it was my fault Daryl tell me why it was your fault the Browns lost
1: yeah because i got I got some heat on Twitter uh blaming me and uh, <clears throat> I guess my mega uh, not, not, not negativity this time but it, uh, apparently i um it was not it, I guess i didn't I didn't demand people be fired.
0: Oh, I
1: must, I thought you kind of did that. in The post game show. Oh, well, I, I demand no, suggest yes. There's a oh. difference. I strenuously suggested that people get fired, but I didn't demand it. There's a difference there, Andy. I think you would agree with me on that. Yeah,
0: I could just see Peyton Manning uh, you know, walking into a butcher shop saying, "Cut that meat. Cut that Oh no, that slice is too big. Fire that butcher. Fire
1: that butcher." So, um, that, so I guess that's, uh, why I am to blame because I am not demanding firings like the Cleveland Browns give to, you know, what's what I think. I I mean, even though they listen to like everything I say and read everything I write and stuff like that. But like, I mean, my opinion is, is, is valuable to them as like, I don't know. Gum on the bottom of a shoe or something. (laughs) I almost said something else, but uh, uh, you it, know
0: we could in a podcast, but we I, it's not a
1: PG to. podcast. All right, anything PG.
0: else we want to hear from here in, in the first segment before we start getting into some other uh, stuff? And I can't wait to get into this Twitter stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to tell you what some knucklehead See, one wrote. Of me.
1: The, uh, yeah, I, I think we can go here um, and and mention the special teams mess up, right? Not want to do
0: that now, or you want to wait? We can make people wait. Yeah, for we, we can us.
1: we can knock this one out right now. Okay,
0: okay, let's do it now. Daryl yeah. says. We're not going to make you wait. Go ahead, Darrell.
1: We're going to knock this out. We, oh, trust me, we got we got plenty to get to. Um, okay. Special teams not getting it done right. Um, I, 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 you know, my frustration with the, the job that Mike Prefer has done uh, with his unit is that they don't make impactful plays in the return game, and the uh, attention to detail tends to be lacking on his unit in a regular basis. And here's the thing. I can make that criticism because I watch Mike Prefer in practice and he does work his team hard in practice. That's that's the maddening thing. And the same thing goes with the the defensive breakdowns, Andy. They do a boatload of situational football in practice. That's why all that's why this meltdown is so maddening and why I have been so difficult on now. But this okay. is what this is what Kevin Stefanski had to say about them not getting the onside kick. And when you watch the replay, you can see that Denzel war or I, I, I'm sorry, Amari Cooper, as he goes to try and recover the ball, he gets drilled by a New York jet and knocked out of the way and the ball back uh, in play closer so that they could recover. Here's what Stefanski had to say about the lack of execution from Mike Prefer's special teams unit.
2: We got beat and uh, they did a nice job. They executed on a fake punt. They executed on an onside kick. There are things of course, that we can do better. um, And we're just going to have to, we just have to find a way in those situations to make a play, find a way to uh, get the ball out of bounds on on a kick and those type of things. So it's, it's normal uh, football where they're going to make their fair share of plays, but but we gotta just uh, continue to put our guys in position to do their job, to put them in position to do the job, and then have our players come through in those moments.
1: And I have to object to the it's normal football. I wrote no, it's not normal football. Yes, your guys should make the plays. They had a
0: 99.9% chance of winning. Yeah. When Chubb went in the end zone.
1: 99.9. There, there was nothing normal about that final 250. So no. uh As you can tell, I'm still stewing over the incompetence. All right, I've got some uh, caller, listener incompetence
0: and a theory that just drives me out of my mind. Out of my mind. We're going to talk about that when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, download the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. We love having you on board, and we love the fact that you're taking time out because we appreciate you. We're listening to the podcast. When we come back, I'll talk a little bit more about some of the theories about the game, and then we will kind of look ahead to Pittsburgh at some point. We'll do that, but we're still stuck on Sunday. It's always game day in Cleveland.